0: Painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking, KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents ArtBeat. ArtBeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for ArtBeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Visible, invisible, life with mental illness. That is the title of a new photography project by local Winona photographer Joy Davis Ripley. On today's ArtBeat, we talk to Joy about the project and her hopes to break down some stigmas in order to allow for a more open and honest conversation about mental illness, Joy is currently looking for people to participate in the project, so if you know someone who might be interested, you can contact Joy about it at Winona Mental Health Project at Hotmail.com. I'm Bill Stoneberg with photographer Joy Davis Ripley on ArtBeat. Well, hi there, Joy. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure having you on the show. We've talked to you before on Heartbeat. Um, Yes. You're a local photographer here in Winona. I am. And uh, uh, you've got some great stuff, you know. I mean, if people go online to your website. uh,
1: So on Facebook, it's Joy Davis Ripley Photography, um, and that's how people can find me.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. So uh, if people want to check out the photos that you've done already, yeah, they can check out your Facebook page. Yes. Um, and you're here to t- today to talk to about uh, your new project that you're doing, which is Visible, Invisible, Life with Mental Illness. Yes. And uh really cool topic. And, you know, May is mental health month, so it's, you know, uh, very timely. Um, And, uh, but before we get into the project, I just want to get like a little bit of background on you from, for our, for our listeners. Uh, so how long have you been shooting and how did you get into photography in the first place?
1: So I consider this my second career. I'm trained as a professor. And so I was a professor until my husband and I started having children. Okay. And then when they were young, I picked up a camera. And so I've been doing photography for a little bit now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm going back to my roots because now I'm trying to do this project where I'm I'm combining both words and
0: photos. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, how did you... uh, What was the genesis of the project? The idea, like how did you get the idea to do a project based on mental health?
1: Sure. So for a long time, I have felt that mental health has gotten such a bad rap in our country Mm -hmm. and that not enough awareness is devoted to mental health. So When I was pregnant with my first daughter, I had a placental abruption at week 32, and that contributed to postpartum depression. And luckily, I had a friend who was very open about her own experience with postpartum depression. And given the fact that she had talked to me, I felt able to name what was happening to me when when I started descending into PPD. Mm -hmm. When I was pregnant with myself, child, I actually had a sexual assault that occurred when I was six months pregnant. And that again, threw me for a loop. And I began experiencing really bad PTSD. Mm -hmm. And I felt trapped in the PTSD. I, for a while, I tried meds, I tried therapy, I just felt trapped and blocked like I I was unable to move forward. And one afternoon during the winter, I went for a drive and I wound up at this quarry and I decided to walk inside and I felt at home inside the quarry with these looming walls and the sheer rock faces. And for for some reason, something about that spoke to the experience I was having inside with my PTSD. And I began taking self-portraits of myself in the quarry. And it was, um, strangely enough, a very healing experience for me. Mm -hmm. And I began thinking about how that moment where I was out in nature and I was trying to capture something about my internal experience through art, wow. how that actually helped push me ahead on my journey toward greater healing. Mm-hmm. And I began thinking, if that could happen for me, maybe it could ha- happen for other people. Right. And so that was actually the genesis of how this project began.
0: Okay, okay, cool. It sounds like, you know, with both the postpartum depression and the PTSD, it sounds like uh, a type of kind of opening up and sharing helped you through those... uh uh, difficult times.
1: Right, definitely. And I, I do think that my tendency with both was toward a turning inward, mm-hmm. toward a feeling of shame. But if you let that shame fester, it just can create additional problems. Sure. And I I did feel that in order to deal with what had happened to me Mm -hmm. that i needed to kind of force myself to open back up
0: okay and share yeah yeah Yeah. which which is what this project seems like it's about i mean like um so the photos will be photos of people who are struggling with mental illness right yes yeah and then uh the the environment that you're shooting them in is it uh like uh how do you decide in the environment what's going to be in the photograph? Do they kind of work with you to discuss it, or how does that go?
1: Right. That's such a, a great question. So going back just a little bit, so I am looking for volunteers who either themselves are suffering from mental illness, mm-hmm. or perhaps they take care of someone or love okay. someone who is suffering from mental illness. Sure. And if people contact me, I will send them questions. And I'm considering these questions that they can answer on their own time um, part of the interview process and okay. if someone out there is interested but is not a writer we can certainly do the interview in person okay. and based on the questions and people's answers then I will if they themselves don't already have an idea of the sort of setting or landscape that they would like to have their portrait in then I can suggest a few okay. and so I'm I'm viewing this as a very collaborative project mm-hmm. and And I am wanting anyone who comes forward and says, I want to participate. I am viewing the other person as um, very much um, a creator in the same way that I am.
0: Like a collaboration kind of.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah,
0: okay. And you had mentioned uh, when you were in the quarry doing self-portraits and that you felt uh, kind of safe there, you know, a a good feeling. Um, Is that what the the locations are supposed to be about, like a – Uh, whatever makes them feel healed, their healing process, or is it more how they view their own mental illness or does it kind of depend on the individual?
1: It definitely depends on the individual and which aspect of their mental illness experience their struggle that they want to express. And the the two you mentioned it can actually be either one okay. so the setting could be what they feel is symbolic of what they struggle with on a daily basis mm-hmm. or it could be a what they view as a more healing setting
0: okay okay nice so it can go either way
1: yes cool definitely. and that's
0: you know and that's really important i think to show these different sides you know of mental illness like it's been called an invisible epidemic you know which is i really like your title of it you know the visible invisible life with mental illness you Uh, know um but it seems like uh uh just bringing those things to forefront you know the the way people feel how they might go through a healing process that seems like a really important thing um And then the photographs, are they paired, they're paired with like, is it like an essay or something like that that goes along with it or?
1: Uh, So the questions I'll send out for people to answer has Mm -hmm. to do with the nature of their mental illness, um, how they would describe it and how long they've struggled with it. And um, I'm also asking them questions about how they feel having it. Like if they were to describe what it's like struggling if mm-hmm. if they do struggle on a daily basis what it's like to experience that if they were trying to describe that to a friend or a loved one mm-hmm. how would they describe that
0: okay okay cool yeah. i can see that some people might be a little bit uh, apprehensive or afraid to share these types of things um but it sounds like this would be a very uh uh caring kind of environment a very easy process to kind of share in a you know a good way to do that you know so so just to be clear, they, they so they answer some questions and then you guys kind of you do an interview and talk about it then as well?
1: Um, if they want to talk more, we certainly can, but mm-hmm. I'm actually viewing the questions as the interview oh, portion. Okay. Okay. And so then after I I see their answers and if I have questions I could ask them about some of their answers, but based on their answers, then we can move forward and decide on a setting together or right. a landscape together and okay. it is important to me that anyone who comes forward i i do feel that talking about mental illness is still difficult enough in our country mm-hmm. due to the stigma that it's it's very important to me that people realize they will be treated with respect at right. every moment of the way of this project. And I I am viewing this as very collaborative in nature. Okay. And I'm hoping that that nature, the collaborative nature of the project, uh, will make it less scary for right. people to talk about.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. Like, what kind of questions might be on the survey?
1: Sure. So... Um, as I send questions out to people, I um I'm wanting to make it clear that people can answer as many or as few okay. of the questions as they want because not everyone is going to want to just lay their soul bare mm-hmm. for someone who may be a stranger to them. Right. Um so One question I ask about is um, part of a poem from the poet Gibran, who says that, I'm not going to do a a good job of paraphrasing, but the gist of the poem is that the people with the most massive scars in life are the ones who have the most courage. Uh. And I ask if that part of the poem resonates with them and if so why and maybe it won't resonate with them and why why doesn't it resonate because if you're someone who is experiencing mental illness in addition to the stigma that is placed on it and one person's, a person's inner experience of shame, I think it's, it's, it can be hard to find anything positive about the experience of mental illness. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to tell oneself, yes, this is a legitimate struggle and I am brave for continuing to struggle with this. Right.
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like the poem is a really nice way to get into that, you know, to like kind of open that dialogue up. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed on an artist statement you have online uh, yes. that you you say the process of def- defamiliarizing something uh, commonplace for the viewer allows for fresh perspectives. And, you know, that kind of hit me, you know, thinking about this project, that it almost seems like that's kind of an extension of what this is, you know, is like kind of opening up... Uh, fresh perspectives of mental illness for people to see, you know?
1: Yes, thank you. I I am wanting to present this project that is centered on mental illness in a new way that can kind of help people think about it mm-hmm. in a new way and can even help start or continue certain conversations that are happening in Winona that that are about mental illness and how we can help people who are struggling with mental illness.
0: Right, right. Okay. I mean... It sounds, you know, like I said, it, it might seem scary for some people to come forward and, and partake in something like this. But to me, it sounds like it's going to be a, a great experience. You know, uh, thank I mean, you. it sounds like it's going to be uh, uh, it sounds like you make it easy to share, you know, things like that. Um, and let's uh, I want to mention the people. um if anyone's out there listening, and you know, if you're struggling with mental illness, or uh, or you know someone who is, you're in, you know close to someone, uh, and you want to take part in this project, so go ahead and email Joy at Winona Mental Health Project, all one word at hotmail.com. And if
1: that's hard for people to remember, they can Mm -hmm. certainly contact me on Facebook and just send me a PM either at my personal page or my business page and say, hey, I'd like to be a part of this.
0: Okay, great, great. So yeah, and that'd be Joy Davis Ripley Photography on Facebook? Right, yes. Okay, cool. Um, Will there be a... uh, Gallery showing when the project's done, or will it just go online, or how will it be uh, viewed and shared?
1: There'll be an exhibition, and it's the plan right now is for it to be hung in January of 2020 at Public Launch downtown on 3rd Street. And Public Launch is um, formerly known as The Outpost. Outpost. And then the reception and the exhibition will open in either late January or early February of 2020.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Is there a deadline for people to uh, contact you and get involved in the project or is it kind of open-ended?
1: so I I would like to do the photo shoots and um the interview portion on a rolling basis throughout Mm -hmm. the summer and fall I would like to be done with uh, certainly the photo shoots by early November just to give myself time with the holidays to put everything together
0: yeah it sounds like a lot of work
1: uh (laughs) yes (laughs) yes I think it is but it's it's good work it's um I'm hoping that this will help further the conversation around mental health.
0: Right. Um, And I think it will. I think it will. It's, uh, you know, and and like I mentioned before, if you're interested in the project and you're not sure, maybe just go and check out Joy's photography online. I mean, she's got some great stuff. You know, like I said, we've had you on the program before. Um, You do great work. Um, Uh, Thank you. I love that you have a photo online of a little frog, and it's just like, (laughs) I I love that. You do a lot of stuff like that, you know, where you see the uh, close-up kind of photos of nature that you wouldn't normally notice you know right
1: and i so. i love frogs and mm-hmm. i have two daughters and now they know that if we're out in nature and if they can find a frog to point <laughs> out to me that will make me very happy <laughs> but going back to what you said earlier about this whole process that i i do see my art being a part of um a part of in this in this tradition mm-hmm. is trying to defamiliarize what for a lot of people is common or familiar. Uh And so, for example, with the frog photos I I like to take, I have um, printed my photos on dresses. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) right. Because I I like the idea Mm -hmm. that, I could turn a corner and see someone wearing a frog dress. <laughs> right, right.
0: And it's wearable art. That's pretty cool. You right. Know? Thank you. Yeah. And it
1: it makes me laugh. <laughs> I
0: think <laughs> it's really neat. I think it's really neat. <laughs> thank you. And we talk, we've talked about that before, you yes. know. But, uh, yeah, no, I always think that's neat, you know, that you have it on clothing and stuff like that. Uh, thank you. Um, which is cool. It makes art part of Your daily life, you know, it it gets it out there in a different way, you know, so.
1: Right. And I certainly in recent years, this, um invisible barrier between high art and so-called low art Mm -hmm. has been erased and i think i'm playing around with that like trying to create art that can stand on its own if it's hung on a wall but also it can be um a very uh, a piece of very functional art if it's
0: worn Mm -hmm. yeah and you know like you're talking about um breaking down barriers or things that you know uh, the normal way you would see something or look at it. And it sounds like that's kind of what we're doing with this mental health project as well, you know, breaking down those barriers and those misconceptions possibly, you know, and and looking at mental illness in a more... Uh, I guess, a healthier way, really, right?
1: Right, absolutely. And I do feel that some of those barriers for me are internal barriers. Mm -hmm. And I had the chance last week to sit in on a group at Hiawatha Valley Mental Health Center. And um, the group was comprised of people who struggle with different sorts of mental illness. And even being there in that group and listening to what is said, it was challenging for me it w- it challenged my own beliefs in a very good way oh, wow. because i myself have internalized what society tells us about mental health right. and i feel that it's it's an ongoing process for me and possibly for other people to challenge what we're told about mental health and mm-hmm. to think about it in a new way especially because recent research has shown that the vast majority of people will suffer at least one mental health episode in their lives at right. some point. And so if if we are, if people who are experiencing mental health are in the majority, then really this process of breaking down barriers and challenging some of these narratives around mental health, that that is work that we need to do. Yeah. And I, I also think about it in terms of how uh, some disability theorists talk about the able-bodied person and how each of us is only temporarily able, able-bodied. Okay. At some point in our lives, we more than likely will experience a disability. It's um, similar to how each of us, if we are still considered young by society, mm-hmm. we are temporarily young. And right. so I think about mental health in the same way, that if we are in, in good health, good mental health, and not struggling with a mental health an illness, that might be only a temporary situation mm-hmm. for us. And so I do think it's incumbent upon us to talk about all of this, to bring it to the forefront and to try to change some of these narratives around mental health.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, and it's, you know, just hearing you talk about it, it sounds like uh, this project Would be beneficial, like I said before, to break down barriers and the thinking around mental health, but also maybe uh, it might be somewhat healing for those who are struggling themselves, you know, to uh, to see this and see how others feel. You know, and have it visualized like that. It sounds like it uh, uh, could be part of the healing process.
1: And I, I do hope for that. Mm-hmm. Just in the same way that taking self-portraits of myself in the quarry was healing for me, I'm hoping that people who participate in this project, that they may experience a bit of healing from it. Mm-hmm. Or if there are people who are not participating in the project, but who do go view the final exhibition, I, I hope that they can realize that they are not alone right. and may experience a little bit of healing from that.
0: Definitely. Well, let's hope so. I mean, oh, this is a great project. I love it. I oh, think it's you. a great idea. So, you know, I just want to uh, kind of state it again just so people out there know if they're interested in uh, viewing the, or uh, taking part in the project, it's called Visible Invisible Life with Mental Illness. Uh, it's a photo project by Do- Joy Davis Ripley. And if you're interested in partaking in the project, uh, just email her at Project at hotmail.com or look her up on Facebook, uh, Joy Davis Ripley Photography. And uh, there you can see some of her work and uh, maybe contact her about this project. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Joy.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks again to Joy Davis Ripley for joining us today on Artbeat. If you or someone you know are interested in participating in Joy's photography project, you can contact her at Winona Mental Health Project at Hotmail.com. To see Joy's work, just search Joy Davis Ripley Photography on Facebook. For more conversations on art, tune into ArtBeat Tuesdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from photographer Joy Davis Ripley on ArtBeat beat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. art an important part of your life? Find podcasts of Artbeat and all your favorite KQAL shows by going to kqal.org and looking for program archives under the media tab. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.